What up, y'all? I'm Candice Otis, and you are listening to Hungry and Humble Podcast, a podcast that explores the current lives and different journeys of women in the hospitality industry. Thanks for coming out. This week, we sit down with Vanessa Ali, a Colombian-Palestinian chef from the heart of New Jersey. We dive into her influential background regarding food, the wide diversity of her talents, and her thoughts on the importance of teamwork and commitment in the hospitality industry. Let's jump right in. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Um, I actually had a really productive morning. I woke up at 9 a.m. today. Whoa, right? That's, that's really big for you. <laughs> uh, I mean, whoa, right? And I did a 30-minute workout, and then I did a walk around the block, and I took a wow. shower, and then I ate a really good breakfast, and then okay. now I'm sitting here talking to you. Oh my God, Candace, that's like the most I've ever heard you do in like a morning. I know. <laughs> well, girl, these, uh, these quarantine pounds are getting a little rough on us. So, uh, yeah, I see, I see. Yeah. yeah I see well, and I just like, I'm, I still want to eat like whatever I want because you know, um, that's what I want to do. Um, but I yeah. need to be able to do that in a healthier way. You know what I mean? And, um, I'm not used to sitting on my ass every day, you know, we're used to standing and standing for hours and hours for on hours end. and hours on then yeah exactly <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so um yeah girl I um I decided today that I was gonna start my 30-day challenge and we'll see how it oh, works out good well I hope it works out I want to know the results yeah hopefully yeah girl we'll see uh, <laughs> <laughs> I miss your face <laughs> I miss your face girl oh my god my Vanessa <laughs> Vanessa <laughs> oh my god good times man oh half of this podcast is going to be us like reliving our college days <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> no it's great it's great I promise we had fun until like the very like last six months we were fucking literally nervous, man the last day was just a train wreck oh yeah I got so <laughs> oh my god I was going to say, I got, well, I think I told my mama that story already, so I should. Yeah, my parents don't know, but it's okay. They don't use podcasts. They don't even know what podcast is. Well, hopefully they'll listen to it because you're going to be on it. <laughs> She's like, oh, shit, now I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so um, my name is Vanessa Ali, and I am 25, going to be 26 next week. hey I know. Um, I was born and raised in New Jersey, um, Hazlitt, New Jersey, actually. And it's central for anyone that says central doesn't exist. It does. Everyone that lives in central calls it central. So everyone from the north and the south can like, you know, back up. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I went to JLU, Johnson and Wales, for anyone that doesn't know that abbreviation. Um, and I went with the lovely Candace Otis. We met junior year. It me. Um, and then I got my master's from there, and I got it in culinary education. And then uh, now I work for Newport Restaurant Group, and I'm just a line cook uh, for them right now. And uh, just kind of like keeping my options open. I do a couple side projects. Um, I do a lot of like online work or maybe some like commercial and advertising here and there for them or kind of just do like consulting. Um, but just to, you know, kind of like easy money or just trying to keep myself busy. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I'm up to right now, up to speed for you. <laughs> 
awesome. Thanks for thanks for coming out, Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Can <laughs> Uh, for everybody out there, um, um, Vanessa, I call her Vanessa because it's an Everyone inside joke. Vanessa. <laughs> well, I call her Vanessa personally because her mother um, is a beautiful and extraordinary, well, both of her parents. I call them the Colombian dream team just because yep. anytime they show up um, and do anything, they are a literal dream team. It's like the amazing race, but like with like standard things. <laughs> But, and for anyone who is listening, um, <laughs> my parents are from Colombia, and uh, they were born and raised in Colombia, and then they moved here to raise a beautiful family. <laughs> yes. Oh, do you? Um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about being first generation uh, Colombian. Um. So my dad moved here when he was fourteen, and my mom moved here when she married my father. Um. Uh, my dad would go back and forth from Colombia to. Um, America and they've known each other since they were kids Um, so it's kind of something they just always wanted to do and you know live that American dream so they moved here Um, and then they actually waited a little bit before they had me and my brother my brother and I are twins Um, and you know what growing up with having parents that weren't born in America was like how you hear about any other story um, a lot of things are different. Um, unfortunately, my parents didn't raise me to be bilingual. Um, so I don't know Spanish that well. I understand it, but I can't speak it. And I'm a little upset about it because, um, sometimes when I go to like visit family and stuff like that, it's just, uh, it, it's hard to communicate with them. And like, I, I understand what they're saying to me, but I can't reply back. And it's kind of like, it, I don't know, it's uh, upsetting. I mean, I try and I, I know, I know broken Spanish, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everything was different. Like, uh, and I would also go back and forth um, from Colombia to America with my parents too. So like a lot of my early time was actually in Colombia. Um, I went to preschool there. Um, and then, uh, and then we came back here and then we kind of just stayed here. Um, so a lot of, a lot of things were just different. Like, uh, everything here is so Americanized and everything here is so commercialized and, uh, everything's just about like testing and grades and over there, it's just so natural in a sense. Um, everything's just, it just comes, I don't know how to describe it, but it was just, a, it felt better in Colombia. I don't know how to say that in the right sentence. Um, I felt no more answer. at home. <laughs> what? I said there's no wrong answer. Yeah, I mean, I felt more at home in Colombia. Like, anytime I go back there, I just feel so happy. Because um, everyone's just really nice, and everything's available, like, locally sourced, and... Um, and there's a lot of family unit. And I think that's what I like. Everything's about family. You have, you, everyone comes back home from work for lunch and you have lunch together. And then you go back to school or you go to work and then you come back and you have dinner together. And so like living in America, we tried to do that as a family and we did that. But whenever I would have like friends come over um, and dinner and having meals together was a big thing for us. Um, a lot of times my friends would be like, 
oh, you guys wait for each other to eat? And to me, it wasn't weird. To me, I'm like, yeah, we usually, like, if my mom's working late, um, we'll have a little bit of a snack and we'll still wait for her to come home. And then we would eat with her because, like, no one should eat by themselves. Like, I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just something I grew up with and it was just the norm for me. And I think that's why I like to eat out with friends. And that's why I always like to be connected with somebody because I grew up in a very close knit family where we care about being together and sharing things. And it was always over a meal. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that was the best. We share that actually. I think it's culturally, honestly. Yeah. Um, It can also be subjective, but I, I do share that opinion with you of the, the idea of gathering while eating you know what I mean and like we because yeah. uh, um um because I know we're we're very similar in so many ways that's why <laughs> I love you so much but also the fact that like we, the way that we grew up we were very independent and our, and our families raised us to be and therefore I personally was a latchkey kid I don't know if you were too but like we had to wait for our parents to come home um, but we, you know, already started dinner and, you know, did our homework and was yep. like, you know, yep. taking care of each other, like, especially if you had a sibling and like latchkey, ki- latchkey kid is like a term back in the day, apparently like we're something about leaving a key under the mat or you had a, or, and you had to undo and you had to put the latch back once you got into the house. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that thing that like protects the door from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not describing it very well, but, um, and then you come in and then you do what you need to do. And then you wait for your parents to come home because they're usually working a, you know, a nine to five or so. And you got out. Right. My parents were always opposite shifts. It was either my dad was working late and my mom had a morning shift. So someone was always home for us. Um, So that was a little bit different for us, but same concept. We always just waited for each other to get home. Yeah, and then you embraced each other, and you talked yeah. about waves, and you exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently that's not very normal. <laughs> no, it's not, and it's the weirdest thing. Like you know, you stay at my house for Thanksgiving, and literally as soon as you walk through the door, coffee is handed in your hand, <laughs> and like you cannot go without coffee in that. Yo, <laughs> girl, and I gotta we're give just, it like, to you. Literally y'all. talking all the time. Yeah, I got to give it to y'all. I have never drank more coffee around you than I have in my entire life. <laughs> y'all drink coffee like for breakfast. It's our blood. Yeah, it's in your blood. <laughs> yeah, what did your mom say once? She was like, I drink water. It's in the coffee. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mom, you need to drink more water. I drink water. I'm like, what, what do you mean you drink water? I've never seen you drink a glass of water coffee's made with water I was like oh no that's, that's my water right <laughs> and there she said that to her doctor <laughs> oh god I love your mama she's great wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yes I understand the idea of yeah there's always yeah there's always snacks or like a drink and we're just always around each other but we're always eating <laughs> so I don't know if that's a good thing, but there's always like some type of snack involved <laughs> Or coffee. <laughs> I love that. Um, let's talk about one of your first, um, like memories or favorite memories surrounding food. And I, I guess that kind of coincides from what we just talked about. But if you can name something like specifically that like really resonated with you, that would be uh, great. Um, actually, my I always said that my grandmother got me into cooking, but. The real person that got me 
into cooking, my real memory, like real actual first memory, was actually with, um, so in Colombia, it's very normal to have maid in the house. She comes in, she does cooking, she does cleaning. Um, and even from whatever kind of, uh, what's, the, what's the term, uh, background you come from, you usually have some type of helper or in a sense, like a, like a nanny um, come in and they help. Um, so this was at the time around when I was younger. And I, I remember a lot of things from when I was like really little. Um, and this was like when I was kind of like preschool, kindergarten. And uh, the maid that my grandmother had at the time, uh, she was the sweetest, sweetest like woman, very young woman. She's actually probably the age that we are right now when I met her. Um, and she was so nice and she would always include me in things, which I thought was great. Like we treated, we treated our help like, um, like family. They weren't really considered help. They were considered a family member. Like they were invited to all the parties. They were invited out to dinner. They were invited to our family vacations. Like, um, so we never really considered them help. They were just a family member there that was just there to help. Um, so she would take me on like shopping trips with her um, whenever we went to the grocery store. And she made a stool for me for the kitchen. Yeah. Painted it and everything. And she brought it to the house and she put it in the kitchen. And then one morning I came in because I always woke up so early and I got dressed myself and everything before everybody else did. And I would meet her in the kitchen in the mornings and help her make breakfast. We would do like buñuelos, we'd do arepas, um, we would do chocolate. Um, and we would just do everything together. Um, and so she's actually the first person that taught me not to be afraid of the kitchen and to actually cook and help. And all I did was like mix doughs or like stir the hot chocolate on the stove and like that's all I did, but it was like the best time. And that's when I really got into it. And then my mom started noticing that I really liked doing it. And then that's when my grandmother, you know, the one you've met her, the one that passed away um, a couple of years ago. Uh, she really loved actually. Yeah. So yeah, my other grandmother, she passed away uh, last month. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one, she passed uh, a couple of years ago. Um, the one that passed away last month, Mama Lulu, uh, she did not cook. She burned everything. Um, <laughs> she did not like to cook. Um, but that's okay. She was actually really good at one thing, making sancocho and tamales. Oh. And that was God, her signature thing. And she made, she loved, both of my grandmothers loved, loved to ma make beer. They actually made beer. Like, I'm actually, I'm actually making beer right now. It's called chicha or tepache. Okay. And, um, and it's a pineapple beer, and you can make it with pineapple, and you can add rice, or you can okay. add mice. It's so good, Candice. Um, but anyway, um, my grandmother that passed away a couple years ago, um, her name was Adi. Um, she's the one that kind of like took me in and taught me Colombian recipes and Arabic recipes because she married a Palestinian, my grandfather. Um, so I got to learn Colombian and Arabic style cuisine. And so I kind of got like a fusion of everything. And she would mix the flavors all the time because she liked both. 
Um, so sometimes when I think something's Colombian, it's actually more Palestinian. And, uh, or sometimes when I think it's a little bit more Middle Eastern, it's actually a Colombian dish. And I get it so confused sometimes. Um, but it's so good in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's really nice, actually. Um, yeah, so I, I actually really thank everything to her because she's the one that, like, really showed me to be in the kitchen and not afraid to get dirty and stuff, so. Awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she made you a little stool. I could just picture. I still have it. I still have it. <sighs> My mom has it. My yeah. heart. Oh, I could just picture a little baby Vanessa, like, matting her hands together with flowers. My baby hands. Your baby <laughs> hands. <laughs> By the way, if anyone's listening, I have very small hands. And very the, small hands. Very small hands. And... <laughs> I, I just, I think my baby hands just stayed baby and they never grew with the rest of my body. <laughs> and I have very large hands because my father gave me certain genes and my Shrek sausage fingers compared to her tiny baby hands is, well, it was always for the books. Um, that's so funny. Um, let's talk about your history. So you said you grew up in New Jersey, right? New Jersey, yes. And, um, what was one of your, like, first jobs? Um, my first job in New Jersey. Was it cooking related? No, it wasn't. I worked in a shoe retail store. And you know I love shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um. So I worked there because my mom was the store manager. Yes. Um, so I worked with the company that she worked for. We weren't allowed to work together. So I actually had to move to a different store. Um, but I worked there for a time being. And then my next job after that um, was Le Creuset. And I think you remember that. Um, so it was the cast iron cooking store. And I actually started out just um, being just a sales consultant. Um, and helping out on the floor. And then they realized I was actually at the time I was going to school for culinary. Like I was going to the high school Vogue tech program. Um, so they actually let me do demos in the store showcasing the products and I would actually travel for them to do demos as well. So then I started doing that and that's when I realized I like doing consulting and consulting work where I would do demos and go out and, um, kind of like showcase products and showcase recipes using like whatever was available at that time. So, um, so that was a really good gig. And you did, you did, uh, skills USA, no? In yes. high school? Yes, I did skills USA. Um, that was fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, you That's got something to- we also share. <laughs> yes. Got to meet so many kids. Everyone has the same interest as you. And, you know, it's not rocket science. If you're around people that like to do the same thing that you do, you just connect and you just have a good time. So that's a really cool program. And that really helps because it gives you a scholarship for when you go to college. So that was a really nice program, too. And for people that don't know, Skills USA is like a vocational uh, program, like throughout the United States that like helps um, like 
like join students and organi- organizations and like colleges and all that jazz um, for people that like want to invest in certain um, vocational trades. programs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trades. So um, there's culinary, there's like graphic design, there's, oh, there's like everything. woodworking, like, there's like, yeah. you name it. And they fucking Metal have work, it. everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hair yeah. styling, cosmetics, like all of that. Like, yeah. It yeah. was cool. It's a it's really, really cool big. program. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, de- and like you said, it definitely, I met a lot of folk, um, in Skelly's USA, a lot of weirdos, but a lot of, a lot of good folk. <laughs> um, and, um, I only did it because it was like, it was, I mean, it was a cool way to like reach out and like cook and stuff, but it was also because I needed that scholarship. Like you just said, cause if you win, yeah, uh, I didn't actually like know about it until my culinary instructor, we hosted like a small competition in my high school and I entered it and then I won it and then my instructor told me to enter skills USA because it's kind of like similar you get to do competitions and stuff like that so and that's when my competitive side came out (laughs) (laughs) oh that's right how can I fucking forget I'm so competitive this girl (laughs) likes to play to win Jack and she usually does so that's good but damn Anytime we play board games or Uno <laughs> or <laughs> basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't play basketball no more. <laughs> nope. Not because of this woman. Mm-mm. Ain't no way. Crushed it. Crushed it. Crushed it. So after Skills USA, you went on to Johnson & Wales, correct? Yes, that is correct. And then let's talk about Johnson & Wales. Like, what was that like? Yeah, because I know that's a whole ass conversation. <laughs> oh my God, Johnson and Wales. Well, you can I say went, whatever you want. Probably yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you ain't got you know. <laughs> you know, every student's gonna tell you basically the same thing. Johnson Wales has its ups and downs. It's not perfect. Um, we're not Harvard, <laughs> that's for sure. But if you're going for culinary pastry or something that you really, really know what you want to do, then Johnson & Wales is actually a very good fit because they are very designed to fit like what you want to look for. So like if you're going for culinary, they have so many options that you can go into. Like a lot of people go to Johnson & Wales, like I wanna be a Food Network star. And it's like, oh okay, God. cool. <laughs> I remember those uh, folk didn't last like six months in the program and they're like, oh why did I God. spend $30,000 yeah, because of this? People, yeah, exactly. And those are the people that they were trying to weed out. They wanted yeah. the people that were a little bit more serious and they actually wanted to work in kitchens or, or do something else. Like it, it didn't have to be a kitchen like me. Like I, I like to work in kitchens and I work in a kitchen right now, but I want to be a teacher. Um, so it's kind of like, and they give you that option. And there's other options too. Like they have one for, they have dietetics, they have nutrition, they have food science, they have so many avenues that a student can take in the culinary realm. So it's just like, you don't have to be in a kitchen if you don't want to be. And they show you that. And you don't have to work the long hours that most people do if you're just gonna be a line cook or a chef. Um, there are other options. And I think Johnson & Wales was a really good eye-opener for that. 
because in my head, when I went into Johnson and Wales, I was just like restaurant life. That's it. That's all I want. And then coming out of Johnson and Wales, it was like, I don't know what I want to do anymore, actually, because there's so many ways I can go about it. And I have this degree and I have everything under my belt that I can do whatever I want. So it was really nice to have that and to know that I could do that. Um, and I met a lot of great people through Johnston Wales. I made a lot of connections. Um, I think the only bad thing I had to say about it was financial services. Oh my <laughs> they God. Sucked. Oh my <laughs> God. They were so bad. They really, they really like to play with my emotions over there. Um, yeah. I was always like, I don't know how I'm going to make it next year, but, um, and, you know, we always had our heart-to-hearts, and we end up crying, and we're like, I don't know, I'm going to go to school. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, seriously, though. The only thing stopping us from getting an education was money. Isn't that the fun? Money, really, because, like, I liked going to school. I liked going to Johnson Wales because yeah, of all the programs, but literally the money was the only issue, and they made it so hard. Yeah. For you to work around it. And it's crazy because we minorities, we need that degree, man. <laughs> like, we yeah. need that shit to get into those normal doors and shit. Like, fuck. Yeah. And the only thing keeping me right now is fucking money, dude. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. But we found ways. Like, you know it. Um, we worked for the school. And yeah. we found jobs to the school that actually helped out. And um, because we found jobs that actually were through the school... We made other outside connections that way too, because we worked, um, you and I worked the events department and we met a lot of cool people. Um, and then it became operations. And then we kind of got really close with all the instructors. Um, yeah, we made a lot of good connections through. Yes. Being, yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, yeah, working for the school definitely helped out a lot. And the scholarship was a really nice bonus for working through the school too. So um yeah I have no I have no regrets I think I definitely would actually go through school the same way that I did when I first started um because I met so many people and everyone was amazing and everyone was so unique everyone kind of had a different thing to offer to the table or had a different view of how they would do something and it was just really cool to see that like I did like Johnson was because it was a very mixed school. Yeah. So that was really nice. It was very eclectic. And yeah. you, you got your, correct me if I'm wrong, you got your bachelor's in food service management and then you got your master's in what? Okay. So associates, culinary arts, yes. uh, bachelor's food service management, concentration in sustainability and uh, baking and pastry. That's right. And then master's in uh, the, the, the culinary education. Yeah, you did all the University things. University level. <laughs> you yeah. did all of the things. <laughs> all of the things. <laughs> Literally, except for I think one, of, I want to say like nutrition, but you probably like yeah. minored in that on the side. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you sat in on a couple of classes, could probably teach. Um, <laughs> but damn, girl, look at you with all the old degrees. Okay. All my degrees. Okay. You remember how many chords I had? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God. Jesus so Christ. many chords. Oh my God. You had so many chords. <laughs> I look like a parade float in my photos. <laughs> well, yeah, girl, you earned all them damn chords. Okay. Shit, you gonna wear them. Okay. 
<laughs> never again <laughs> you can wear all them uh, all of them pins and shit at graduation because you earned them mm-hmm. and shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome i know it's always um interesting to hear other people's journeys um especially through like school if they've chosen school or like you know and right. like yeah. what their opinions are exactly because um I personally love school. I I just kind of wish that I was able to be there a little bit longer because, you know, I did mm-hmm. two years of community and then I did two years of Johnson & Wales. So I had to a lot of people did that, too, though. Yeah. Like, you weren't the only one that did that. Like, a lot of people did it that way. And I, I actually think that's a smart way to do it because you saved a lot of money doing it that way. Yeah, but it kind of bummed me out because I wanted to, like, be in college for a little bit longer. Like, I was so busy, yeah. like, hustling and bustling and earning my degree and shit that I barely had time to like stop and smell the roses and be in college like like we said like you and me we were fucking roommates all we did was work sleep work sleep we yeah we eat a lot <laughs> we would eat a lot because i mean when we weren't working or sleeping that's that's just what we do and then the occasional shower here and then when we're not oh, too like tired and tongs tongs Chinese. Oh, no! Yes, the Chinese. No! Oh, gosh. Shout out to RIP to Tongs um, Chinese in Providence, Rhode Island. Literally my beacon at the end of the week. (laughs) No! And they would give you so much food. So much food. (laughs) No, girl, you spent like $8 and that shit would be like four pounds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) pounds That lasted us three meals. One box was enough for three meals yes and we would split it too because we were broke ass college probably students. why they closed <laughs> <laughs> yeah they got audited <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shit um but yeah girl like all we did was sleep and eat and work and we never well I, me personally we waited to the last day of college to like let loose and party and drink no seven tequila shots in a row and <laughs> And a bucket of chicken wings. Do you remember that shit? Because it was chicken wing night at the bar. It was. It was wing night. Brass monkey. Brass monkey. And Still there. Island. Still, Still there. Those wing what, what street is that on? Uh, Ooh, you would know more than me. It's a big uh, one. It's a long street. I know. I know. Um. <laughs> She's like, yeah, bitch, I know. Ain't <laughs> you around the corner? I honestly, yeah, I could literally probably look out my window right now and tell you what street it is, but I don't know. Um, That's all right. You ain't got to get up. No, it's cool. I'm not getting um, up. <laughs> but shout out to Brass Monkey. They would have wing night every Thursday night. And then that was also Thirsty Thursdays for, I mean, every college student, but especially culinary yeah. because uh, we only classes, we only had classes Monday through fr- uh, Thursday. And then yeah, so Thursdays were our Fridays. Exactly. And then we would have Thirsty Thursday. So we would go out go to the bar, have like one drink maybe, and then have wing night. But we mostly went for the wings. We didn't really go we there for We went drink. for wings. We didn't go for drinks. We went for wings. We, what are you talking about? We <laughs> ate so many wings. Oh, I mean, it would be a lie if we, if we said we didn't have a drink, but at the same time, we were like, oh, uh, and oh my God, and it was walkable distance too. It was right around the corner from our- Yeah, because we lived in that shitty apartment. Um, <laughs> Everybody lives in a shitty apartment in college. God, it was so bad, but it was so cheap. Um, it was so cheap, y'all. Like four hundred dollars. Yeah, we were walking distance. It was literally the corner of our street was that bar, and we would go and yeah, eat chicken wings and uh, 
glory days. Yeah. Anyway, what I, uh, yeah. uh, that was a long-winded way of me saying we waited till the last <laughs> minute because we were fucking nerds and all we did was study and eat and work and go to school. And then I just wish yeah. that um, we met sooner and that we got to party a little bit more and that our yeah. priorities were a little bit more misguided than they actually were <laughs> because we were really good. We were really good kids. <laughs> We were, we were such nerds. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, lame. Anyway, I, I regret so nothing, I guess, but not really at all. I regret a little bit. I wish we partied a little bit more, but I'm, I'm at, like, I think I party more now than I did in college. That's okay. That's what the twenties are for, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any advice that you wish was given to you? Honestly, the advice that I would have given to myself was say, everything's going to be okay. Yes. Oh my God. I really just need to hear myself say it to, my, to me because oh. I would not believe anybody if oh. they told me that. Like, I literally have to hear it from me because... I, you know, I just stressed about everything. I'm a very, very like agenda oriented person and I need to know my future kind of deal. Like I'm still, I'm freaking out right now because I don't have a roommate and I need to find one by the end of the summer. So I'm like literally freaking out and I know I'm going to be okay, but I'm freaking out inside. So it's just like, (sighs) anxiety (laughs) is real, Jack. (laughs) Oh my God. But really that is the only advice I would give to someone, hopefully they will listen, but everything will be okay. Everything will work out in the end. No matter what way or direction it goes into, something is going to happen and it's going to be for the better. Yeah. And it's, it's the way you look at it. It can only be bad if you look at it bad and you think it's a bad idea, but um, it's going to work out. And it's going to be okay. And you're going to have people that love you in the end, no matter what. So that's the advice I would give. I love you, Vanessa. <laughs> I love you too, Candace. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about, um, I, um, I think you already said it earlier, but um, for the record, I would love to know like who has been like some of your biggest inspirations um career-wise or not necessarily who have impacted you in like a positive way uh, well you already kind of know the answer to that one um chef molinelli chef molinelli <laughs> valeria um, molinelli is a goddess y'all <laughs> the best literally the best like took me under her wing i think was in my freshman or sophomore year and we've been inseparable ever since and I literally do everything with her or she finds me something and she'll usually recommend me and like I owe so much to her I owe a lot to her and she just really she shaped me to the person that I am today like industry-wise like she showed me work ethic. She showed me compassion. She showed me really just how to be a human being in the food industry. Mm. Like you can still have a life and still enjoy what you do and still make time for family and like 
just an amazing human being she is and such a great instructor like a very very empowering woman I owe so much to her I really do like I don't give her enough credit or I always tell her like I I really appreciate you like you really mean a lot she's like oh it's nothing Vanessa like it's nothing and I'm like literally you made me who I am today yeah like such such an influencer for me like really like my college would have been so different and how I look at the food industry right now would have been different I don't think I would be where I am right now because of her yeah I'd love to dive in about the fluidity of your career. Like you said, um, you've done a little bit of everything. Like you've done some mm-hmm. consulting, you've done some advertising, some, you've done, you know, line cook experience, you've led, um, um, you've organized so many events. Like I'd love to um, dive into that a little bit and, um, and talk about that. Talk about how fluid your career has been so far. Well, um, lots of ups and downs, especially now with COVID. Um, my restaurant opened up uh, a, a month ago. We've been open for a month now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been open for a month and we're actually doing great. We're doing much better than expected. Um, like we're super busy. Um, we're actually short staff. I'm working like 60 hours a week right now. Damn. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so it's just like, it, it's a lot. It's a lot right now. Um, I'm not complaining. Um, it's really good money. And I love the people that I work with. And I actually am working with the mostly female crew right now, which is actually really nice. Yeah. Yeah. My sous chef, she's female. And then a lot of the line cooks are female. Um, so it's actually, it's different because I've always worked in a male dominated kitchen. Um, so it's kind of refreshing. Um, and I, I enjoy it. I do think I wish we did have a couple more guys just to kind of balance it out. But um, I, I'm enjoying it. We have fun. We get along with each other. Um, which is actually like unheard of with an all-female like crew. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've never had one, so I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So it's nice. Uh, I do like that. Uh, So I actually got to this job where I am, um, Newport Restaurant Group. Uh, I work at Trio, uh, great location right next to the water. Um, But before I went there, I still worked for Newport Restaurant Group and I was working for the Bolin and I was doing wedding events. Um, And, you know, I love, love events. I like to do events. I like the catering aspect of everything. So that's really my niche is events and like, you know, catering and like uh, demos and all that stuff. So that's definitely more up my alley, but they didn't reopen this year because of COVID. Um, so I lost that avenue, unfortunately, and I don't know when they're going to reopen and they're only open for the summer. Um, but they were really, uh, that was a really good start. And that really opened my eyes that I really do like events about like opening my own catering business and stuff. And I think I still kind of have that goal of like maybe having something similar to that I don't think owning my own, but working 
for a catering company and maybe being like an executive chef or the overhead person that kind of just like oversees everything um, is kind of like what I'm reaching for because I, I really like it and I think I'm good at it. Like, you are uh, very good at it. You're, you're good at so <laughs> many fucking things. It's infuriating. <laughs> like, y'all, she's good at so many things. Jesus Christ. She's good at cooking. She's good at, like, sewing and, and baking and, like, art. She's, like, the best artist I know. I, if I draw half as good as she does, then I will be okay. Like, she also, like, <laughs> makes clothes and shit and, like, knows how to decorate and can also, like fix your flat tire and like throw a mean right hook and she's just like a very <laughs> beautiful and well-rounded woman it's I, I um would you say that because like because you've worked in so many different areas would you say that the previous job has helped you with the present one or the like oh absolutely so I got the trio job because of the bowling mm-hmm. uh, because they're within the same restaurant group um and uh so I was able to make connections to this location and kind of transfer there during the Bullens off season. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do everything differently. Every restaurant that the restaurant group owns, everyone does everything differently. We do everything from scratch too. Um, and all the locations primarily do everything from scratch, which is a nice um, aspect. And that's kind of lost a little bit sometimes in a lot of restaurants now that so when walking into a kitchen that does that, it's kind of like, I lo- it's like, wow, oh, okay. Um, I wasn't expecting that kind of deal. But it's nice uh, to know. <laughs> but it's nice to know, and it's, I'm glad that you do. Um, so it, I, I really enjoy being able to do that and walking into a kitchen that everyone is kind of just, like, happy to be there. Um, so that's really nice. Uh at both locations, like we walked into work and we were ready to start the day. Like our teams, all of my teams that I've worked for have been very, very optimistic. And I really enjoy that environment. It's not toxic at all. And that's, that's rare. I think yeah, I know rare. what a concept. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, it's sad that it's rare because you should be surrounded by people just like how you are in school that want to be there yep. and that have the same interests or passion for you like that you want. And so it's refreshing to actually be in an environment where people want to be there mm-hmm. and they want to put in the work and everyone has amazing work ethic and everyone is a team player. Nice. So it's just, it's nice. It's very refreshing. It's a great company that I work for. So um, I do appreciate that. I I really like that. Um, What is something that you find yourself um, thinking about more and more frequently in your job or throughout your career? What do you mean? Like, is there something that you have come across repeatedly and have had the same thought of? So say like, you, cause you have been in so many different spaces and you've been in so many different um, outlets and avenues. Um, um, you're probably one of the most well-rounded like cooks I know, especially my age, but in general, um, cause you've been in everywhere, right? So I'm just curious to know if there's something that you find very similar or 
something that keeps coming up repeatedly anytime you reach a new job, especially if it's in a different um, outlet. Establishing yourself in every restaurant or every place that I've worked in is kind of like the key because like I said, we're all like a team effort and everything, but if you don't establish yourself and you don't just become a part of the team, you're always going to be the loner. Mm. You're always going to be the one that no one kind of helps that no one kind of like wants to interact with, or um, you have to make those connections. If you don't make the connections off the bat, um, you're kind of looked at as like the employee that's just, you know, there, they come to work and they leave. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But again, any food service, back of the house kind of job, you really need to be a team player or at least associate yourself with the group and show that you're there to help them that you're also, you're able to do your job and help them with their job and that you're not going to drag them and that you can essentially become a leader for them, like become someone that they can look up to too. Yeah. Um, So every job that I've had, I've always had to kind of just make a path for myself in it and make sure that they know who I am. And I'm not here to play around. I'm here to be serious. I like what I do. I have a strong work ethic. And I care about my job. And this isn't a joke for me. Um, So I like to be taken seriously. Would you say that you assert yourself because of who you are or because of like, quote unquote, like the femininity? Because there's always that argument, like, and I've made it before that like, us as women, especially minorities, you know, too, like we have to like, put up this like protection, this shield, this like assert our like dominance because we don't want to feel like we're being pushed around. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do um, yes. Feel like that? Yes. In the sense of uh, being a woman in the kitchen. That's a, that's a big one. Um, with being a minority, I don't feel that as much because in most kitchens you are um, surrounded by minorities. So that's really not the issue. It's mm. uh more of the gender, but I think it's just more in my head that I need to make sure that I'm there, I'm present. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it would matter if I'm a male or a female. Like, I need them to know that I'm here and I'm not here to play games. Yeah. So. Awesome. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah, And um, I think it's interesting that you said um, about minorities, too, because I didn't even realize that because a lot of the people I've been talking to have had the same, like, similar um, experiences as I. And because you've worked in so many different kinds of, like I said, outlets and Various, stuff, like, yeah. um, they're not that, they're not that, they're similar in certain ways. But, like, my point is, like, um I've never worked in a kitchen where um, somebody looked like me, you know what I mean? And then like you just said, like, you're like, yo, like minorities is normal for me. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, okay. (laughs) Like, I didn't think about that. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) So I was like, huh, 
it ain't that way with me. But I guess like, you know, cause you've worked in so many different kinds of restaurants. I've kind of, I've kind of, um, I guess it also depends like what area like you're in. Like mm-hmm. I'm in a very heavily Hispanic populated area. So like for me, that's going to be the norm that I find, yeah. um, around here. So but the the places that I have, they, I mean, they have um, black people there. They just not in the kitchens that I'm working in, you know? Okay. Okay. So I thought that was interesting to find the, um, yeah, the other side of it kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your best and worst days at work. <laughs> And um, you ain't got to throw anybody under the bus or anything, or you don't, ha- you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but I'm just curious. My worst days. Oh my God. My worst days. And there's, is probably coming in and nothing was done like, the night before. Those are my worst days. I know it's going to be a bad day already off the bat and I'm just stressed already. And I'm like, what the fuck? And like, yep. Uh, like why 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 were you why are you that asshole like don't be that person just don't um where you wake up and it's like a cup of coffee and you're like ooh, there's a there's a beautiful crisp in the air and you get to work on time and you walk in and nothing's done (laughs) and you're like and you look at your prep list and it's just like those are my worst days Oh, and then one project like, takes like 40% of your time and you're like, like fuck! Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, those are my worst days. And that's like probably the worst day I've ever had is walking into something that's just like half-assed. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, now I got to do double the work. So it's like, great. Because um, not only do I have to prep from the night before, but I got to prep for the next day too. So it's double the work. Yep. Um, so like, uh, those are really... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are like the worst times. Best days is when everyone walks into the kitchen and everyone's in such a good mood. Like everyone's just feeling the vibes and it's just like, yes, we're going to have a good day today. Everyone's laughing. Everyone's talking to each other. We're communicating. Like oh. We're just having a good time. You can and smell it so, in the air. Yeah. Everybody wants just, to be there today. Like last night, my shift last night was great. Like I had a really good night last night. Everyone was happy. Um, we were packed. We were busy, but we were just having a good time being around each other. So it's just like, those are good days. Those are good days for me. Yeah. And I know we talked, uh, you've talked about it um, this whole time, but um, I can't stress like the importance of like teamwork in our industry. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so like, yo, cause you're only as strong, well, well, two things. I think somebody told me that, like a chef told me that once. They're like, you're only as good as, uh, as your knife is sharp. And you're only as strong <laughs> as your, um, as your teammate. Um, and it's true, because it's like, yo, like they need you. You need to have their back as much as you need, um, they need to have yours. You know what I mean? And yes. it's like, it's all from one. And like, y'all can't run this whole place by yourself. I mean, unless it's like, I've said this before, unless it's like a sandwich shop or something and it's a one man's game. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, there is this camaraderie that is so, um, that 
is instilled with us early on especially in good kitchens you know the bad ones they don't give a fat fuck and they'll just like leave it on the table and they'll they'll put oh their God. orders up not wait for you and then everything gets fucked yep. up they're, they're yep. in it to win it and they just want to like cook the food and then walk away but it's like in good kitchens teamwork communication like working together like building this like sense of unity and like family mm -hmm is so important because it's like dude like y'all one team one dream like the you you can't do it without the other person so i i right. i i just want to stress the importance of teamwork that it has with us and it also just like um which is ironic because a lot of like cooks are like kind of self-involved and kind of like and like all the like high-end chefs are very like it's my way or no way you know what i mean so <laughs> it's like that that like that one no. note mind yeah, yeah. Yeah. sort of things but it, they also know that like i don't you know you can't man. do any of that shit without a team exactly you know yeah. what i mean yeah <laughs> and if you treat your team like shit i don't know man like i don't know like you can get yeah. people what's that what's that expression you can get more people with honey than oh you catch more um catch what? more flies with honey with than, honey than vinegar than yeah. vinegar exactly yeah yeah Oh, or wine. Um, um, <laughs> uh, sorry. So um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, like I, I can't stress enough um, the importance of teamwork and how big it is in our in our industry and how like what I've always loved too is like um, that has reached out into the community too. You know, like there's so many um like meals on wheels there's so many organizations yeah. that like want to uh work with like just like america and like feed the hungry and um no kid um hungry and like there's so many organizations yeah, and nonprofit um situations that they just want to um reach out and feed people make them feel loved and like cared for because that's just like our way of life you know what i mean like that's the point of all of this stuff is to to feed people and to make them happy and to nurture their lives and impact them way in a positive way, but also like helping them grow and like live their fucking lives. So I just think it's dope. <laughs> I no, I, I agree a hundred percent. Like it's, uh, Oh, kind of like how we were talking in the beginning, like you, you doing your workout and you finding everything through YouTube. Like there's so many, so many sources now or like branches that, um, the food service industry has, yeah to reach out to everybody um especially the less fortunate and yeah less able you know so i think it's great i love us <laughs> that's all i'm saying i love us we dope and shit we be tripping we but we dope <laughs> um this is something i ask everybody and i think i know the answer but i still want to hear from you donut bagel or danish That was a deep sigh. <laughs> oh, damn. You know I love bagels. I'm a Jersey girl. I know. Um, oh, damn, Jersey bagels are so good. But I love Danish. Cheese Danish. But I love a glazed donut. <laughs> oh, Candace, I don't know. <laughs> it could be a three-way tie. You just got to tell me why. No, 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 no. Bagel. Bagel? Bagel. Why bagel? Because I love them. Um... <laughs> Because you can go, <laughs> listen, listen, so bagel, right? Sweet, savory, top it with anything. Sandwiches. You know I love sandwiches. 
Like so many avenues that you can do with bagels. <laughs> you know I love sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that you love sandwiches, baby girl. Breakfast sandwiches. Oh my best. God. <laughs> Yo, shout out to fucking Jersey for the Taylor ham, egg and cheese on a fucking Kaiser roll. Holy fucking pork shit. Pork, pork, pork roll. Pork roll. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was so close. Goddamn. Oh. Best goddamn breakfast sandwich in the on earth. On earth. Yeah. Yes. Pork roll, egg, cheese, SPK, salt, pepper, ketchup, and hash browns. Oh. Y'all, so I was visiting her in her hometown on the, during college because we were roommates on one of the breaks. I don't know. I don't care. But she took me and she got me one of those goddamn sandwiches. Oh, my whole life just moved. My whole view changed. It, and it's so simple. And it's like so like because, yo, because Jersey smells like eggs, right? It just smells. Yeah, we do. <laughs> constantly cooking eggs. Um, I ain't got no problem with Jersey. I'm just saying it kind of smells like eggs. Um, it does all the time because of the water. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. A person from Jersey uh, clarifying that fact. Because anytime I ever said that, people are like, shut up, Candace. You don't know shit. And I was like. It smells like boiled eggs all the time. <laughs> it's, just so, it's like a greasy spoon. It just smells like somebody's constantly cooking fucking e- it, Regardless. Yes. No, um, I agree. <laughs> but that that was like one of the greatest things ever to come out of that. Um, uh, ever to come out of Jersey. That and their fucking bagels, man. Just. And pizza. Like, oh, oh yeah. Do you like do you like uh, Jersey bagels more than New York bagels? <laughs> <laughs> I asked that because I I'm curious because I don't know anybody that spent numerous mm-hmm. like, that's from Jersey but spent obviously. So okay, right so the, the bagels that I get from Jersey, like I'm very very specific with the place that I get my bagels from, um, and that's how New Jerseyans are. We're very like we get our pizza from only one pizzeria. We do not go anywhere else. And we get our bagels from one bagel shop and we don't go anywhere else. Um, they get their water imported from New York. So it's essentially a New York style bagel. Mm. So I like my Jersey bagels because I think they're prepared the New York style way. Interesting. So it, it's, oh man. Then yeah, yeah it's really right? kind of it's hard. It's yeah. kind of a hard question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily to answer. I get my bagels from Jersey, but they make them New York style. So I guess I would have to say New York bagels. But the only reason why New York bagels are better is because of the water. Ah, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love sandwiches. Yeah, you were. <laughs> love sandwiches. <laughs> I turn anything into a sandwich. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> so little like it's a great pocket sandwiches and soup that's my thing dude you make excellent soup mm-hmm. holy shit <laughs> oh my god oh my god y'all psa oh my gosh vanessa ali i mean she's so talented and great at so many extraordinary things but goddamn that bitch can make some soup holy <laughs> crap soup. i remember your so potato good. and leek soup sent me over the edge oh my god and your butternut squash and your tomato soup it don't just taste like tomato soup y'all i don't know what the hell she's putting in it but it's so good love i put love in it candace yeah and and like roasted, yeah exactly <laughs> i was gonna say some roasted red peppers and some butter um that shit's funny no you make really good soup you, you make a lot of good great stuff oh my gosh i remember the first time i had um um platanos oh my god which ones the uh 
the crispy or the uh, soft? Maduros soft. or? Okay. So, wait, I had both with you. No, I had tostones with you. You had both. You've had the maduros and I made it and Abby tried one and she was like, absolutely not. Um, and then, <laughs> she didn't like shit. <laughs> no, she likes them now though. And I'm like, oh, you bitch. <laughs> oh, Abigail. Abigail, uh, Ruben. Um, well now, Dermaz, uh, cause she was recently married. Mazel tov to her. Um, she was yes. our third roommate in, um, in Johnson and Wales. Shout out to her. Hopefully she's listening. <laughs> She'll be like, she's oh my God, well. you guys. <laughs> About me. <laughs> oh my god you guys um oh, she'll be hella stoked um but she will be. we love her we love her so much that's what we say anytime we say abby but i call her abigail because i like saying her full name yes um and you are the only person that calls her by her full name i know not even her mama her mama calls her abby <laughs> i know <laughs> she hates it she hates it but she loves it when you say it abigail um because she be she she's an abigail that's why <laughs> she is that's her name that was her god-given name i know it's all it's, yeah that's the government um yeah it's official um, exactly that's what her mama said um um yeah we're actually pretty much there um is there anything that you want to say last words or um anything to wrap up your time here you don't have to say anything i just give it to the floor to people that like want to use this platform and say something about themselves or about the world or about i don't know cheese or i don't know <laughs> i love cheese <laughs> i know um, you do i mean my dog my pug he's his name is Buniello, which is a fried cheese ball so i like i love cheese um but anything that i would say is just like well, thanks for listening. Um, but really, thank you for hearing what I had to say. Um, and absolutely keep following Candace because if you don't, I will come find you. Um, <laughs> Girl, don't be threatening viewers and shit. <laughs> I appreciate it, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got you. I got you. Just, no, you I'm know. <laughs> See you let me know. Yeah, see you face. Um, we'll call the Colombian dream team. I got you. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, like to anybody, male, female, who is in the food service industry or some, know someone in the food service industry, like give them a break. Cut them some slack. Their lives are busy. It's really not that easy. It's not what you think it is. Um, and uh, I think we deserve a lot more respect than we get. Um, so really appreciate those people because those are the ones that feed you. Um, Preach. But yeah, yeah. But, uh, but that, yeah, that's really all I have to say. Like, I'm happy with where I'm at right now. I'm really content. Um, and I have no complaints. And that's really all I can ask for to be honest, like I'm living a healthy, beautiful life and I'm happy where I am. Yeah. You're so beautiful and wonderful and amazing. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I love you so much. You. So beautiful. Vanessa. Candace. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brought back a lot. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to personally thank you for coming out and talking about yourself and being vulnerable and answering questions and hard questions and thinking about things so 
it's really nice to see other people's perspectives, especially um, not just my good friends, but just, you know, normal, relatable humans like us, you know? This is me signing off. Uh, Thanks again for coming out and listening to this week's episode. Uh, Please follow my social media at HungryHumblePod on Twitter and Instagram for future episodes and notifications. You can also rate and review on Apple Podcasts or send feedback to HungryHumblePod at gmail.com if you're really feeling up for it. Um, All of this information will be down below in the description box. This week, I chose Hotel California by Gypsy Kings. I'm dedicating this to Vanessa uh, because it's her favorite song uh, that she shares with her father, actually. It's one of the first songs that she connects with him and um, thinks of each other anytime it plays. Um, I've heard the original version by the Eagles, which is a classic, but I haven't, I never really heard it a lot growing up. I was more of a Zeppelin girl myself. Um, (laughs) And I met Vanessa in college and she was my roommate. And then I hadn't, I maybe heard, heard it maybe three or four times over the course of my life or whatever, you know, in popular culture and such. But, um, the year and a half that I spent living and knowing uh, Vanessa in college, I had heard it, um, I want to say about nine times. <laughs> um, not because she played it so much, but because of, I don't know, it was like drawn to her. Ever since she said it out loud, she said, hey, Cannons, this is my favorite song and, you know, I love it. Um, I, I, I started hearing it everywhere. I heard it on the radio and we would always be together when it happened. We would be in the middle of a thrift store in East Jesus Nowhere, Rhode Island. And I would hear it. And I was like, this song is following you, friend. Um, one time on her birthday, we were sitting in a Peruvian restaurant. And it was literally playing in Spanish, which is the version that I'm dedicating to her. And I looked at her and I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so... Um, I actually like this interpretation better, too. I think it's funner um, and um, just screams Vanessa. Um, So um, I am hearing it again and probably will hear it all the time for the rest of my life. um, God willing, because I love her and I love it in my life (laughs) because it's (laughs) because it makes me think of her. Um, So, yeah, uh, this is it. This is Hotel California by Gypsy Kings. I love the guitar. (laughs) And I hope the guitar serenades you because you're in for a twist.
Ella estaba a la entrada y la campana de sonar Y me dijo ya mi mismo que todo del cielo Ella se me una vela y nuestra de camino Soy voz el coreador y yo te dije diciendo Welcome to the Hotel California Such a lovely place Such a lovely place Welcome to the Hotel California Such a lovely place Such a lovely Welcome to see Hotel California Such a lovely 